The Biden administration announced on Friday that the Department of Veterans Affairs will expand health benefits, including a no-cost option for those who served in World War II. Oh. Very generous. What else are you offering? Free insulin for Civil War veterans? Ah, yes. Keeping it classy on late night TV. Taking shots at World War II veterans. That's uh, that's your Democrat party. We should turn them over to Hamas. Well, looks like they're going to turn themselves over to Hamas. See, the faculty at Harvard, Harvard University. Barack Obama got his law degree there. No one was impressed with him. Certainly not Professor Alan Dershowitz. 100 Harvard faculty just signed on to a letter defending the use of the phrase from the river to the sea, which is, of course, the Hamas phrase calling for the extermination of the state of Israel. The genocide is ongoing. The jihad is ongoing, and the left has joined the jihad. And the Harvard faculty, very bitter group of people, academic freedom faculty statement they put out as Harvard faculty. We have been astonished by the pressure from donors, alumni, and even some on this campus to silence faculty, students, and staff critical of the actions of the Jews. It's a pretty amazing uh, letter. And they're defending, they say, Similarly, the phrase, quote, from the river to the sea, Palestine must be free, end quote, has a long and complicated history. No, it doesn't. It's the call to exterminate the state of Israel and push all of the Jews into the sea, the Mediterranean Sea. The river is the Jordan River to the east. The sea is the Mediterranean Sea to the west. Its interpretation deserves and is receiving sustained and ongoing inquiry and debate. No, it's not. And no, it doesn't singling it out as necessarily implying removalism. They have removalism. Or even eliminationism. They're making up new words. This is their thing. When over a million Palestinians have been forced from their homes and over 10,000 civilians, including 4,000 children, they care very deeply about the children, then they send checks to Planned Parenthood and they worship that eugenicist. They give out an award in the name of the head eugenicist in charge of exterminating the black population. They're doing a heck of a job with that, too, the Democrats are, aren't they? Margaret Sanger, they love her. Send your check to Planned Parenthood, and then tell me you care about the children of Palestine. Including 4,000 children, that number is uh, 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 put out by the radical Islamic terrorist jihadi group called Hamas. And the Harvard faculty just take it like it's coming from the burning bush. They don't know what the burning bush is. That's a thing. Have been slain in Gaza. They like slain. They like to use the word slain. And eliminationism and removalism. They, 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 this is Harvard. Uh, they're they're going to be a suicide cult before we're done. This is like Jonestown in Cambridge, Mass. Actions which the Holocaust historian Omar Bartov suggests in the New York Times... That's where I always go for my history and my facts. May amount to a crime against humanity. See, the Israelis are guilty of the crime against humanity. What about the butchery of the Israelis that launched this uh, garden party? What about that? 
the uh, the rapes, the cutting babies out of the womb, the decapitations, the dismemberments, the hostages. Anything about that, Harvard? No. A crime against humanity being executed with genocidal intent. See, the Israelis are the genocidal ones. This is so twisted, so demented. And it's Harvard faculty. At least a hundred signed on to this. They say that the genocidal intent is imprudent as a matter of university policy and badly misjudged as an act of moral leadership. Uh, they are genocidally anti-Semitic, uh, the faculty at Harvard. I didn't think I'd see that happen. The letter also calls for Harvard to create an advisory group on, on name it, Michael, Islamophobia, Islamophobia, and anti-Palestinian and anti-Arab racism. They're literally being attacked in Israel by a group that is dedicated in its charter to the genocide of the Jews and the extermination of the state of Israel, the only Jewish state in the world. And at Harvard, this is what they're teaching. And at grammar schools in Bethesda, Maryland, in Montgomery County, just across the, the line from Washington, D.C., they've got teachers that are teaching the DEI team leader at Montgomery County, Maryland, Sabrina Khan, K-H-A-N, Sabrina Khan Williams, hyphenated name, too many syllables for one person, at the Tilden Middle School is teaching that the Jews are killing the Palestinians and their heart, their organs are being sold. That's what the teacher in Bethesda, Maryland, is teaching the students at a middle school. This is the teacher. This is Kristallnacht. This is a warning for those who have no understanding of history whatsoever. Be alarmed. Be very alarmed. And at Harvard, they want to create an advisory group on Islamophobia. How about anti-Semitism? Anti-Palestinian and anti-Arab racism? These Palestinians would cut your heads off at Harvard and put them on pointed sticks around Harvard Yard, which might be progress, honestly. That's just amazing. Yes, sir. And, boy, I tell you, and the two-state solution, well, they were given a two-state solution. That's the Gaza is 141 square miles of sovereign territory where they elected their own people. Honestly, those who do not understand history and all of that Doomed to repeat it. And we are doomed <laughs> to repeat it, I'm sorry to say. Mm, 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 mm. Man, our Democrat Party. Okay, um, let's go to, uh, let's go to, let me look at the clock, which is behind me. I have to go like that to look at the clock in this, because it's in the wrong place. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's in, can't even see the clock. Got to go like that. Got to spin my chair around. Uh, let's go to Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard used to be a Democrat member of the House of Representatives from Hawaii. She uh, was also an Army officer, U.S. Army, our side. And uh, she's still a Reserve Army officer, I believe, an Army officer in the Reservist, uh, in the Reserves. Uh, I wonder, it, it, the, well, the National Guard is being called up in Washington, D.C. because peaceful Jewish protesters are showing up 
but uh, they never call up the National Guard when they should. They only call up the National Guard when they shouldn't. Isn't that amazing? So here's Tulsi Gabbard last night. She was on the Laura Ingram program on the Fox News Channel. And um, boy, you know, a big story right now, and it's all over the place. If Donald Trump is reelected, he's going to weaponize the FBI and the Justice Department against his enemies. Because he didn't really say that, but they were trying to get him to say that. And, and what he said was tortured into a new shape. And then they said, see, he's going to do what we're doing. He's going to use the FBI against his political enemies. The FBI wouldn't respond uh, to Donald Trump because they're that corrupt. Also, the uh, New York Times, sweeping raids and mass deportations, colon. This is the New York Times. They love their colons. Inside Trump's 2025 immigration plans, the New York Times. And they're claiming that Donald Trump uh, sweeping raids because of millions of illegal aliens that the Democrats are using to destroy the United States of America deliberately. Mass deportations. I think this should be his campaign ad, actually, because the overwhelming majority of Americans would say, mass deportations? That's overdue. If he regains power, Donald Trump wants not only to revive some of the immigration policies criticized as draconian during his presidency, other ones that worked, but expand and toughen them. Uh, this New York Times ad should be used in, uh, as New York Times story, should be used in political ads supporting Trump. Trump plans for a second term include deportation raids, tariffs, and mass firings of career government workers. Their workers. That sounds like a good idea, too. This is Market Watch. They think everybody's going to be really angry about that, you know, until MS 13 shows up, until the next fentanyl death and your child's high school. Pay no attention to the Democrats. They're here to destroy. All right, Tulsi Gabbard last night on uh, the Laura Ingram program. In one breath, they talk about defending democracy, and we heard Jen Psaki on MSNBC saying, you know, if you elect Trump, you're going to undermine the rule of law and throw his political opponents in jail. Look at what they are doing right now. Look at what they're doing right now. Gee, they're throwing their political enemies in jail. Isn't that fascinating? Um, Tulsi Gabbard, and I love she uh, cites, uh, cites Jen Psaki on MSDNC. They make these hysterical, insane claims. I, uh, you know, you think it's going to be like Kent State on the mall today. The National Guard is going to just, they got some anti-Semite Democrats and the National Guard down there. I know people, I mentioned this yesterday, that are very concerned about going down to this pro-Israel rally today because the Democrats and the jihadis, but I repeat myself, are such a threat. And then the Democrats here that love to have crime running rampant throughout our nation's capital, suddenly call out the National Guard for the most peaceful of demonstrations we've likely witnessed in decades in Washington, D.C. Tulsi Gabbard on, you know, the Democrats. The American people aren't stupid. They think that we are and that they can just get away with this. But I think the American people are seeing exactly what they're doing, that the Democrat establishment is going after Trump because they're afraid of him and they cannot challenge him on substance, whether it's the economy, securing the border, or foreign policy and the issues of peace and war. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat, uh, they drove her out. Remember, Hillary Clinton said she was a Russian agent, a Russian operative, because that's what they were calling everybody at that moment. Racists, Russian agent. Um, 
and uh, these barbarians, the Democrat Party. Just amazing. And uh, Tulsi Gabbard said, you know, they, uh, they're saying Trump will throw out the rule of law and jail his political enemies. And Tulsi Gabbard pointed out, that's exactly what they're doing now, which once again reminded us of Obama administration official Victoria Nuland. It is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Or what they're already doing themselves in this case, jailing their political enemies. Uh, more Trump family in court today stuff. Uh, Michael, let's grab a phone call. Let's go to Jamie calling from Brooklyn, New York, listening on Al Gore's amazing internet. Peace be upon him. Jamie, Jamie, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Oh, it's nice to be on. Um, I, I just want to offer a viewpoint here. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I live in Brooklyn. I live in a well, a largely Orthodox neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I get it what you're saying about the disparity of the National Guard and when they call them out and when they don't. But as somebody who has friends at the parade, or at the rally, rather, um, I, for one, feel that it's good that the National Guard is there because if I were there, I would feel protected if I saw them. Well, I, I hope so. Of, uh, yeah, maybe this is a case of a broken clock being, you know, right twice a day. It's <laughs> something good, even though they don't always do that. Well, it, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure, Jimmy. And I, uh, you know, I got to say that the, the problem I have with calling up the National Guard is the selective use of the National Guard. And what an odd yeah. event yeah. to call up the National Guard for when we've been rioted upon and looted and burned out again and again and again by Black Lives Matter. And even on Inauguration Day in 2017, when President Trump was inaugurated, the violence and cars burning and storefronts smashed out. And we've had, you know, like oh, these terrible indeed. people, the Proud Boys came to town and four of them were stabbed by Democrats uh, and Black Lives Matter. And now the national and, and January 6th, they were offered the military and didn't accept it. But now the National Guard. And look, I don't think the National Guard people are bad people at all. Um, but I think the political abuses of the Democrat Party are quite stark. Yeah, well, I can only hope they haven't been told to, to uh, watch out for bloodthirsty Orthodox Jews out there. And as long as that's not their order, I'm glad they're there. And, and I do get what you're saying, totally. Yeah. 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 Jimmy, it's, it's got to be tough to be in New York and be an Orthodox Jew today with... Uh, you know, the Democrat Party being what it is. Oh, yeah. I live in Crown Heights where we had the big, big, um, you know, uh, display on our Sabbaths um, less than a mile from our main synagogue on Eastern Parkway. I mean, it was really pretty intense. And um, we had college students here for a special Sabbath event and a different uh, that same weekend. And many parents wouldn't send their kids. They were afraid. Yeah, I know people aren't going down to this gathering on the mall because they're afraid. And that's terrorism, Jamie. That's what that is. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Crown Heights exactly. is also where Al Sharpton started the anti-Semitic riots years ago. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We call it the pogrom. We call it the pogrom here. Um, well, Jamie, for what it's worth, I'm an Irish Catholic, uh, Basque Irish Catholic guy, and I'm a Zionist, and I'm with you. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Well, we need to get everybody listening to you. And um, that's all I can say. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks very much. I'm going to try to squeeze in a little time down on the mall when I get out of here. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'm going to try. Hey, do you have 
<clears throat> smelly, obnoxious odors in your home or office that you've tried but just can't get rid of? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The thunderstorm gets rid of strong odors from cooking and cigarette smoke and litter boxes and, and leftists, marchers, and no matter what, the thunderstorm starts working in seconds to clear any room of any odor, and there are no expensive filters to have to buy on a schedule and replace again and again. You can hold a thunderstorm in your hand like this. Hundreds of thousands of units already sold. The thunderstorm has Thousands of five-star reviews online. You can find them yourself. And this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms. Because right now, you can save 200 American dollars on the three-pack of Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers for whole home protection. Make one a gift. That's three units for under $200. The holidays are coming. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com. Enter the discount code CHRIS, C-H-R-I-S. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. Plus, because you hang with me, you get free shipping. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have all the time in the world, but I've got a lot to get to still. Um, and uh, the attacks, I got it. The Democrat Party. What is it I always say, Michael? They are not on our side. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, Joe Biden was out talking about the weather this morning. You know, climate change, because the Democrats are going to make the climate better. And if you believe that, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. But he's leaving for San Francisco today, Joe Biden is. And tomorrow he's going to meet with Xi Jinping, a ricochet rabbit, where Xi Jinping will uh, lead Joe Biden by the ring on his nose and uh, trot him around and uh, embarrass him and get what he wants, and Joe Biden will get nothing in return. It's the beginning of the APEC conference. And Gavin Newsom, the California governor, a Democrat, has turned San Francisco into a Potemkin village. They suddenly cleaned it up. Who knew they could do that? Now on the mall today, the pro-civilization rally the anti-jihad rally, where the speakers begin at 1 o'clock, but people are already gathering. My best girl is uh, headed down there with uh, friends of ours. The president of Israel is there. He'll be speaking, Isaac Herzog, uh, an actress named Deborah Messing, who you may remember from a bunch of TV shows, is going to be down there. Families of hostages will be there. Uh, college students from here and elsewhere that have been targeted by the Democrats on their crystal knocked quest uh, will be speaking as well. There will be music and 
other uh, actresses and, and singers and well-known people. And uh, if I do get a window of time, I'm going to go down there. I don't know if I will get that window of time, but I would really like to be there. And it is a big deal. Now, at the same time, Joe Biden, as I mentioned, is flying on Air Force One to San Francisco today. So Xi Jinping can slap him around tomorrow and take his lunch money, which is what's going to happen. And um, that is for the the APEC meeting. APEC is meeting in San Francisco, you know, Asian economic gathering, uh, 21 nations. Joe Biden is the biggest joke there. But in order to, well, they had the Chinese communist leader coming in, Xi Jinping and a few other uh, world leaders too, um, 21 countries total. But as you know, San Francisco has been piled high with human feces and uh, the streets run with urine and blood and there are hypodermic needles on the sidewalk everywhere because the drug-addicted, mentally ill people who should be taken off the street are just left to die on the sidewalks of San Francisco. It's been going on for a long time. They've turned the place into a smoldering hellhole into a third world country. This is what Democrats do. And then Mr. Smiley Face, the governor of California, he came out and bragged about how they cleaned up San Francisco lickety split, as Chaz Bono likes to say, in a matter of a few days. Shocking. San Francisco residents and homeless advocates and even homeless people that have been interviewed saying, wow, I didn't know the city could look this good. But the uh, NBC fake news has a suck-up story, no detail, too small, colon, that's the headline in quotation marks, how the U.S. and China planned President Xi's visit. The U.S. has tried to accommodate China's requests from what Xi sees outside when he's meeting with President Joe Biden was announced. They've cleaned up the parade route, the The motorcade route for Xi Jinping has been all the homeless people are gone. Where they've gone, nobody knows. Maybe uh, an internment camp of some kind. You know how FDR threw all the Japanese Americans into internment camps. He's a hero of the Democrat Party. Concentration camps during World War II based on their race. Well, maybe they've turned them into Soylent Green. Maybe they're, they're food chips for the other homeless people a presidential meeting at an undisclosed location. Students lining the streets, waving Chinese flags. This is what they've arranged for. A $2,000 per plate dinner with the most powerful business executives in America. Every aspect of Chinese President Xi Jinping's visit to California this week has been highly choreographed, down to what he sees outside the window during a motorcade ride and what camera angle he's recorded from, according to people familiar with the planning. See, they've set up the most flattering camera angles. We are more like communist China or like the Soviet Union than we've ever been before. There is no detail too small, said Kurt Campbell, the White House coordinator for Indo-Pacific. For the Indians, he's the Indo-Pacific coordinator. Now, they're going on and on about how they've staged this and and what they've done is they've created a, they've created and they and they coordinate it with the Chinese. And this is the route you will take, and the Chinese agree. We'll have students lining the parade route with Chinese flags, not American flags, waving the communist Chinese flag. 
they're planning on taking over the United States in this century. And the Democrats are here to help. Uh, <clears throat> they're here to help. So uh, it, it obviously is what we used to call a Potemkin village when people knew things about the world. A Potemkin village is um, it's an old Russian thing. Goes back to Catherine the Great, um, who loved her horses, and uh, she was the emperor of uh, Russia in the old days before the Soviet Union. A Potemkin village. I went to Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica, to share their definition with you. A Potemkin village. Most of you know what it is, but not everyone does because we don't educate people anymore. In its original meaning, any of a number of fake villages designed to impress the Russian Empress Catherine the Great. The term has also come to be used to describe an elaborate facade designed to hide an undesirable reality. The phrase Potemkin village bears the name of Russian statesman and nobleman Grigory Potemkin. Potemkin served in the Russian army and was one of the lovers of Empress Catherine the Great. How dare you reveal such indiscretions? He planned and successfully executed the conquest of the agriculturally agriculturally rich lands of Crimea from the Ottoman Empire in 1783. Uh, Now you may remember that's a part of Ukraine and the fight over Ukraine. However, his plans for colonization of the area fell short due to budget and the plans were scuttled. However, in 1887, the Empress Catherine the Great wanted to tour her holdings, and so Potemkin needed to save face and his reputation. Legend has it that Potemkin arranged for fake pasteboard villages, complete with waving happy peasants, did they have Chinese flags, who had been moved in from central Russia, herds of farm animals and fireworks to be set up along the river, As Catherine's boat arrived, she was greeted by throngs of grateful subjects. When her boat had passed, the towns were quickly dismantled and moved, along with the livestock and throngs of peasants, to a location further down the river to await her sailing by there. So this is the Potemkin village. And in San Francisco, Governor Gavin Newsom, who used to be the mayor of San Francisco, created a Potemkin village in San Francisco to dazzle Catherine the Great, or in this case, Xi Jinping, the communist emperor of China, where slavery is still an everyday reality. And here's Gavin Newsom uh, being asked by uh, some kind of reporter, hey, the city of San Francisco hasn't looked better since before you were mayor. What happened here? Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. Ah, he was forced to admit that, boy, they can snap their fingers and get all the poop and the junkies and the mentally ill people and the corpses and the crazy homeless people and the mentally ill, drug-addicted, homeless Democrat voters off of the sidewalks everywhere, and everyone's been horrified by what happened. My brother does business there occasionally, usually calls me to tell me of the horrors. And um, and the horrors, the horrors, as Colonel Kurtz said, sort of. And, um, and uh, Gavin Newsom, 
Yeah, well, it's uh, because the Chinese communist leader is coming, and Newsom was just in communist China recently, meeting with the communist Chinese leaders, because he's got a shadow campaign going for the presidency of the United States. And he said, yeah, well, that's true, because it's true. You could tell he felt trapped by the question, but it's so obvious that even he is not so shameless as to claim that they didn't just instantly clean up the city of San Francisco. And the people that live there are like, what? why didn't we do this forever ago? Why wasn't this done for us? We pay the taxes. We live here. And the communist leader is coming. And suddenly our city's clean again. It looks like Steve McQueen and Bullet again because you can clean it up. You just chose not to. And that's the correct answer. Gavin Newsom. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you have people over your house. You're going to clean up the house. Uh, you're going to make sure the kids you know, make their beds. You know, take the socks. You know, let's put them in the drawer. We're not talking about socks in the drawer. We're talking about human beings, armies of drug addicted, mentally ill, homeless human beings, our fellow Americans, our fellow Californians, if you're Gavin Newsom, our fellow San Franciscans. But London Breed is falling down. The mayor, that's the name of the mayor of San Francisco, of course, she is a radical left-wing extremist. And Gavin Newsom is being forced to admit that, yes, we've built a Potemkin village to greet the communist Chinese leader because we're groveling and sniveling to him and they gave millions of dollars to the Biden family and so we're cleaning up. And it's true that San Francisco is potentially one of the world's great cities, used to be. I used to go there when I lived in California, and it was one of the world's, world's great cities before the Democrats destroyed it. Gavin Newsom. 21 world leaders. You've got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. This is a crown jewel. I was just with President Xi. First thing he talked about was San Francisco. Because he's planning on taking it over, and you're going to help. Um, these people are dangerous to Western civilization. Wow, that's amazing. Now, this morning, very early, I was at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. hour, uh, there was on the Fox News Channel a woman who is a business owner in San Francisco. She's owned her business for 11 years. It's a an exercise that's called CrossFit Golden Gate or something like that. And her name is Danielle Rabkin, Danielle Rabkin, um, certainly a lifelong Democrat. And she was shocked, shocked to walk outside and see, wait a minute, what was this like, am I in a time warp of some kind? Why is the city suddenly clean? No human feces everywhere, no sleeping, drug-addled, mentally ill people in my doorway. Uh, the carjackings, the mugging, the mayhem. Suddenly it looks like a city that people want to live in. Here is resident and business owner Danielle Rabkin. With work from home, people don't have to be here anymore and they don't want to live in a place that doesn't feel clean and safe. So they're leaving. Um, like I said, our tax base is shrinking. Everyone's panicking that our budget is getting reduced. And as a small business owner who's been operating for over 11 years in the city, I can tell you with certainty that people are not here in the same numbers that they used to be. And we feel the pain tremendously. It's no secret that stores are closing left and right. This is not a media ploy. This is the real truth on the streets. It's the real truth on the street. She's a very plain spoken person. People don't want to live here anymore because it's too dangerous. It's too filthy. It's too awful. 
Fortune magazine, San Francisco's effort to clean up its tattered image, suffers a blow after a Czech news crew is robbed of their camera equipment. See, that's the media coming in from around the world. Czechoslovakia, former Czechoslovakia, uh, the Czech Republic now, and a Czech news crew is in there, and they were held up at gunpoint by Democrats who stole their camera equipment and everything else they had to steal. Czech journalist and his camera crew robbed at gunpoint Sunday evening by three armed assailants. Might be the same three in Georgetown that were breaking into the just 3,000 miles away. They'd steal a car and drive here in no time. Uh, here is uh, Danielle Rebkin. It is business owners like me who are feeling the squeeze and feeling the pain. People don't want to live here if they don't have to be here. It, it's a great city. It's beautiful. There's a lot of upsides. But at the end of the day, people want to feel clean and safe. Well, and suddenly, bam, overnight, the Potemkin village. And then as soon as the communists leave... It's going to turn back to a feces-covered, uh, homeless, mentally ill encampment that no one wants to live in because Democrats are here to destroy everything. Just extraordinary. Then she had a couple of choice words for her own governor, Gavin Newsom. If it wasn't abundantly clear before, it is abundantly clear now that our leaders at the local and state level aren't totally incapable and incompetent. They just choose not to serve yeah. the people. They have so much hubris. They know that they're not going to lose their jobs. If they, you know, Newsom, good for him that he went into politics because if he worked for a company where performance was important, he'd probably be unemployed and broke. <laughs> that's, that sums it up pretty nicely. I've got to say that's, I think that's true. Uh, 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 uh. And that uh, did remind you the businesses leaving. It's every Democrat city. Uh, yesterday in Washington, D.C., WUSA, Channel 9, the CBS local station. Popular seafood restaurant set to close both D.C. locations over rising crime, comma, costs. They've jacked up the minimum wage. They've made everything. They, they can't get permits. They harass business owners and decent people. Brine Oyster and Seafood House's H Street location is a crime-ridden hellhole, that whole area, H Street Northeast, H like Henry Street Northeast. Opened about three years ago, while its DuPont Circle open uh, location opened less than a year ago. And the owner is closing down both locations and firing everybody because crime is so out of control that he doesn't want to come to work. He doesn't want to be responsible for the employees. He says the decision was not an easy one. Unfortunately, the challenges of the restaurant industry since the pandemic, the current economic climate, Bidenomics, Democrats running the city and the country, and the spike in violent crime have made it increasingly difficult to operate and impossible for us to survive. So uh, there go the jobs, there go the businesses, there goes the quality of life. Because the Democrats are in charge. We find out any more about that Secret Service agent that opened fire in Georgetown because a Secret Service vehicle was being broken into? Any more about that? They send the agent to the range because you got three targets. You should be able to hit at least one. Come on. Yeah, and the news media is busy attacking Donald Trump whose family is in court again today in New York because 
they claim, what is it? They overvalued their real estate so they'd be taxed at a higher rate. And then the prosecutors lied about the value of the real estate. Our Democrat Party is not on our side. Not even close. Mitch McConnell endorsing and Chuck Schumer endorsing the Speaker of the House could be a death blow to his new speakership. Uh, We've got a a little brouhaha on Capitol Hill today. First of all, I should say the Department of Homeland Security, which should be abolished, it's a Soviet agency, designates the March for Israel in Washington a level one security event. ABC News is typing on behalf of their party. It's level one security. What about all the riots and the looting and uh, all the violence and all that stuff? Because this is going to be completely peaceful. But, you know, the left could show up and then it could turn into a terrorist event. Now, let's get to uh, Congressman Tim Burchett. Tim Burchett. Um, he, what do we got? A little uh, CNN talking about Tim Burchett because he's one of the people that voted against Kevin McCarthy, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, when Kevin McCarthy lost the speakership. And apparently Kevin McCarthy holds a grudge like an old-fashioned Irish guy. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. But there was an altercation today, and the former Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, apparently threw an elbow into Tim Burchett. Uh, and uh, while he was talking, Tim Burchett, to an NPR fake news reporter, and then Tim Burchett went over and talked to CNN's Manu Raju to help them create a... Uh, and inside the Republican Party, a uh, little mini-scandal. So, Congressman, explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR. Claudia. A, a lovely lady. Lovely. And she was asking me a question. And, she was asking. And at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back, and it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I kidneys. turned back, and there was there was Kevin. And there was Kevin, Kevin McCarthy, the former Speaker of the House, who you voted against. And uh, then Manu Raju pounced on this, and NPR and CNN are all over this because Timber Chet, I got to, you know, Congress, I got to, can we flush and start over again? I'm sorry, I'm not going to get to Ace, who's calling in from Nairobi, Kenya. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 